Welcome to Shadow Life. The year is 1971. The evening's void of the slightest breeze. The cicada's humming was loud enough to drown out the marching band practicing in a nearby stadium. Dusk was knocking on the door. But the red ball sun still held on to the day, refusing to let go its grip. Across the rolling hills of Ocala, Florida, you follow the signs for McIntosh, Micanopy, past Millionaire's Row, some of the finest horse farms in the country, to a sleepy little college town, nestled next to the university in between the dark, whiskey-colored waters of Lake Alice was a forest of hardwood trees that surrounded a cluster of apartments. Roman sat at the edge of the lake, throwing rocks into the dark, glassy surface. He pretended they were hand grenades, small explosions as the rocks made impact. The water splashing upwards. The red-winged blackbirds that nested among the thick cattails exploded skyward. It wasn't long after Roman now age seven, and his family had moved into one of the apartments that he had the misfortune to meet the complex's worst bully, Big Head Hugh. Big Head Hugh was probably a year older than Roman, a throwback from some bygone era where man had just learned to stand upright. On that particular day, Roman was under the jungle gym in the playground behind his apartment building. He had been hanging upside down, pretending he was an airborne trooper skydiving towards Earth when the upside-down version of Big Head Hugh appeared in front of him. Roman tried to recoil from Hugh's rank breath and yellow teeth only inches away from his own face. Often when Hugh laughed, he sprayed spittle on anyone within range. Sounded more like a hyena barking than a freckled, red-haired, wild-eyed kid. Wow, what a sight. If it ain't Roman Carol. It's Carol, right? I can't remember. Are you a girl posing as a boy? Or a boy pretending to be a girl? (laughs) Maybe we should take your pants down and find out. What do you think, guys? Big Head Hugh said menacingly. His guys, a ragtag group of kids all younger than Hugh, all in varying degrees of mental development, from slug to Neanderthal, cackled and howled as if that was the funniest thing they had ever heard. Shut up, dumbass, Roman said, and he knew the instant those words rolled off his tongue he'd regret it. As Big Head's posse all took a collective gasp, a look came over Big Head Hugh's face that made him, well, look to be smiling. Well, of course, it was upside down, so probably not, Roman thought. Big Head Hugh's punch caught Roman perfectly in the middle of his throat. Roman dropped from his perch atop of the jungle gym. His only thought was that this is what it must be like when your parachute doesn't open. And he crashed face first into the ground. Hugh was on top of Roman instantly punching and kicking. Roman couldn't catch his breath, holding his throat and choking. Finally, Roman broke away and ran desperately trying to breathe catch his next breath of air. Big Head Hugh started laughing. He picked up a small rock off the ground and threw it at Roman as he ran away. Hugh's posse did likewise. 
As the rock started to pepper Roman, Big Head Hugh and his gang were yelling, Run, Carol, run, run, homie, you crazy mama, you little girl. When Roman was able to draw some air into his lungs, he limped home, rubbing his throat, and he couldn't help but think, what a great punch Big Head had thrown. I mean, you gotta give it to him, whether by accident or on purpose. You hit somebody in the throat, that's it. The fight's over. Who can fight if they can't breathe? Roman mentally made a note. Next time he got into a fight, he was going to use that one. And if he was lucky, it was going to be with Big Head Hugh. It didn't matter what Roman told Reverend Rob or Mora. It always came back to the same thing. Use your head, not your fist, to settle disagreements, Reverend Rob had often said. What would Jesus do? Punch someone in the face? I don't think so, Moore had said more than once. They didn't understand how mean the other kids could be. I mean, it's been so long since they've been one. They didn't realize how much pain his middle name was causing him as he tried to break into a new social circle of friends. On the day that the new girl, Candy, and her family moved into the same apartment building as Roman, his desire to play kickball or some other game with all the other boys started to mm, what shall we say fall off diminish after big head Hugh the neighborhood bully told everyone Candy was his girlfriend which was a bunch of bull as far as Roman was concerned Candy didn't know big head Hugh even existed she's mine Carol you go find another girlfriend to play dolls with if I catch you hanging around her, don't make me kick your butt all over again, Hugh sneered. He obviously underestimated Roman's stupidity. He wasn't going to let a bully as stupid as Big Head stop him. Candy was only two days older than Roman. For her to get close enough so he could smell the shampoo scent of her yellow gold hair, she mesmerized him. Playing kickball with the other boys seemed pretty stupid now that Candy had entered his life. That summer, 1971, was the first time Roman kissed a girl. They were on the playground by the swings. It wasn't like in the movies, Roman thought. He was so excited he could hardly breathe. Just like being punched in the throat, but way better. He was pushing Candy in the swing, and the next thing he knew, he leaned in and kissed her on her cheek. She giggled. What was that for? I don't know. I just wanted to. Roman was blushing, his face turning red. Candy hopped off the swing and stepped in front of him, inches from his face. Roman stood stock still, not sure what he was supposed to do or say. Then she slowly leaned forward and gently kissed him right on the lips. Her lips were soft as a feather and tasted slightly of cherry Kool-Aid. There, that's a kiss to remember, not some peck on a cheek, Candy said shyly. They had no idea what they were doing, but that didn't matter to Roman and Candy. They acted like they knew what they were doing as they walked out of the playground. And then there stood Big Head Hugh, 
and his mindless minions blocking their way. Heh, what are you two little lovebirds doing? Hugh asked. Roman knew exactly what Big Head was thinking. What was Roman doing with his girlfriend? Candy had crossed her arms over her chest, and her lip was twisted in a sneer. Her eyes had that hard look that practiced many times while she stood in front of her mirror. She lifted her chin as if pointing it at Hugh and said without so much as a hint of fear in her voice, Why don't you just leave us alone, you jerk-off? He didn't seem to be that put off by her barbed remark and instead looked directly at Roman, as if seeing him for the first time. In that moment, Roman knew exactly what Big Head was thinking. Run! Run! Roman yelled at Candy and pushed her away from Big Head and his gang of misfits. In a flash, Hugh and the others were on top of Roman, just kicking him and punching him, biting and tearing into his flesh. Roman was throwing wild punches at anything he could. Like a pack of wild dogs, they attacked him, pinning him down on the ground. Roman was unable to move with Big Head Hugh sitting on top of his chest. He easily outweighed Roman by another Roman. But Roman struggled against him nonetheless. Big Head jumped up and then grabbed Candy. He had her in a bear hug. She wasn't able to move. Let me go! Get your hands off me! Candy screamed at Big Head. Roman felt a surge of adrenaline and struggled like a demon to free himself from the hands of Big Head's posse. He landed a wide open kick to someone's crotch. It folded and went down. He was able to free one hand and jammed his thumb into the eye of the kid on top of him. A scream, then he was free. Roman rushed Big Head Hugh and grabbed a fistful of his dirty ginger colored hair and pulled his head back. Then with his other hand ready to punch Hugh in the throat, from out of nowhere, a fist knocked him down. The punk Roman had poked in the eyes apparently was still in the fight. Evidently, he only needed one eye to fight. Run! Candy, run! Big Head Hugh threw a hammer-like fist toward Roman's head and knocked him straight on his butt. Then Big Head jumped on top of Roman's chest again. His hands were clenched around Roman's throat, squeezing the breath right out of him. As Roman looked into those crazed eyes like some pint-sized little madman, he knew Hugh was insane enough to try and kill him. Like a summer thunderstorm from out of nowhere, Aaron Rose appeared. She rushed in like a typhoon, raging at full force, knocking Big Head Hugh off Roman. Aaron Rose punched him in the face. Hugh's nose ruptured like a bloody fountain. Roman scrambled to his feet. Aaron Rose quickly sent the rest of Big Head's gang scattering with a few swift kicks, threatening to rip their eyeballs out. They were all terrified of her. Hugh slowly got to his feet. He was swaying slightly. He wiped his nose. You broke my nose! Hugh screamed at her. Aaron Rose made like she was going to hit him again. Hugh bolted away, his gang chasing him, jeering and laughing at how he got beat up by a girl. But Aaron Rose stood feet above all the rest of the little kids. Whenever they played tag football, it usually took half a dozen boys wrestle her and tackle her to the ground. Roman stood up, 
coughing, wheezing, trying to breathe. He had brushed himself off and looked at his sister. Thanks, he croaked in a raspy voice. His throat was sore. He needed some water. Candy ran up to Roman and hugged him tightly. I'm so glad you're all right, she said, and kissed Roman on his cheek. Candy turned to Aaron Rose. You're a pretty cool sister. Roman's lucky. Yeah, he's lucky, all right. He just needs to learn how to take care of himself. I'm not always going to be there to get him out of a jam. Roman smiled weakly. Well, (laughs) I guess I'm a lover, not a fighter. He reached for Candy's hand. Come on, let's go get some ice cream. Roman, Candy, and Aaron Rose began walking across the playground. Thank you for listening to Shadow Life, The Roman Files. And if you'd like to help support this podcast, please consider clicking on the Support the Show button and make a small donation. A portion of the proceeds will go to those in need of mental health services like The Trevor Project, and Brain and Behavioral Research Foundation. 